Hi everybody and welcome to episode 61 of SAMA. SAMA is a program where we normally invite an expert to talk about the area of expertise. Well, you've only got me today, but we're going to talk about something very exciting and this is our Spooky Scaler. Spooky Scaler is a device that we've been working on for well over a year. We wanted to turn around and change completely rife treatments and health treatments in general. And so we've been developing this machine. We're very proud of it. Now, this SAMA is about Spooky Scalar. It's about the capability of Spooky Scalar. We wanted to have something which was gentle and healing. We've got plasma, we've got Spooky Plasma, we've got Spooky Central. And both of those are very capable devices. They're very powerful. Sometimes you don't need power to heal. Sometimes you need something a little bit more delicate. And there's other things I'll be discussing soon as well. So let's fire this up. Spooky to Scalar. This is our Scalar device. It's probably one of our worst kept secrets. We've given some lucky people a few of these units so that they can trial them. They can help possibly with a little bit of writing of the documentation but this is our unit this is two units and one it's a transmitter and a receiver the transmitter is on the right hand side that's the one that you power you connect a power lead and there's a single wire that links the two so the receiver only has one wire going to it It's a very beautiful unit. Its main theme is black, as are most of the spooky accessories. It's also built very strong. The plastic is a special ABS. Well, special, all ABS is special, really. It's very tough. It's also been designed so that when the lid's closed, it's sealed. And so you don't have to worry about it being left out in the rain. Not that you'd want to do it in the rain, I guess, too often. Spooky to Scalar. Much of this was information I gave during a series of seminars in lovely America. And so there'll be some repeating of material, basically because I'm lazy. Well, no, a lot of the information is very relevant and it's good to share it with other people. The key to information, the key to healing is information. It's scalar information. I'll move my picture down so I can read it properly. Our cells communicate using scalar fields. And when this communication is blocked, our health deteriorates. And spooky to scalar restores this natural means of communication. If our cells relied on electromagnetic communication, then the distance that the communication could occur is very reduced. Scalar fields can transverse greater distances. And so the cells, the structure of the DNA, the double helix twisted DNA is a natural scalar antennae. And the cells communicate using this method. 
Spooky2 Scalar is the first Scalar device to provide three different methods of sending healing Scalar waves. And you can choose which one best suits your needs. Spooky2 Scalar is comprised of two black cases. You can see the two cases here. One of them is a transmitter and the other is a receiver. The transmitter is turned on and tuned. You then sit between the two lids of the two cases and you receive the life-giving scalar waves. And scalar treatments can be that simple. Now you'll notice in this picture that the two devices are very close together. We don't actually recommend that. We did this because the units we wanted them both to be in the one photograph. The reason we don't recommend being too close to the units is because they still have coils on them and the coils do still produce electromagnetic waves which is what other electrical appliances produce. Because scalar transmits over great distances and the quality of the signal doesn't reduce over these distances, you can have them in separate rooms. You can have them from one side of the house to the other if you have a long enough link cable between the two. And that way you'll be only getting the scalar field passing through. But here we have the two units just as a means of illustration, very close together and the person sitting between them. So who discovered scalar energy? Well, James Clark Maxwell, he discovered it theoretically. He is a very smart cookie. He formulated the theories of electromagnetic radiation and electromagnetic fields. And Nikola Tesla built on the findings of Maxwell. And he created machines which proved the existence of these scalar energy devices. So what are scalar waves? Back in the 1900s, Nikola Tesla discovered an electromagnetic longitudinal wave that can carry out lossless transmission of energy over fast distances. It can pass through solid metal objects without any loss of power and it can transport energy without the need of wires. It kind of sounds like magic, doesn't it? Tesla did not explain how it worked in this patent, nor did he give it a name. In the 21st century, it has now been called scalar waves or scalar fields. Now, scalar waves are instantaneous longitudinal waves that encompass the field. They're not truly instantaneous, they're just very fast, and we'll be getting into that very shortly. They do not propagate along an axis or have a direction quite unlike electromagnetic waves, which are transverse and travel along an axis with a known direction. Electromagnetic waves are vector waves. Their power diminishes through greater distances and if they pass through solid metal objects. So our spooky scalar does not use electromagnetic waves as a way of transporting frequencies. It uses scalar. 
Now there's another feature of scalar waves. Tesla focused on the transportation of energy. He wanted free energy. He wanted to power the globe, light the globe, he said. <laughs> and he would have done too if he had the backing. Because his method of using scalar waves, the scalar field, transports energy right around the globe. But the scalar field is also capable of conveying information. And this information can be from a healing substance. And what we have here is an essential oil, frankincense. It's a very healing oil. It's got both biblical and medical history. The benefits of scalar energy. When two electromagnetic waves come together from two opposite converging vectors, scalar energy is created. The energy vectors, when they meet, if the frequencies are equal, if the frequencies are equal, they cancel each other out, leaving a spherical standing or stationary energy field. The scalar energy does not flow like regular waves as we know it, but instead it occupies space and increases in spatial mass. Now there's a lot of technical words here and technical talk. Basically scalar fields fill the space with the scalar field. It's not like a wave on an ocean, which is the regular EMF that we know up to now. Scalar fields are more longitudinal. It's not too exotic because our bodies use it already. And it's very similar to sound waves, which are like percussion waves. They're not up and down, but they're percussion. And that's what scalar waves are. So it's not too complex when you think of it that way. But when you see a scalar field representation, you get to appreciate just how complex scalar field energy is. Scalar fields, just even by itself, provides health benefits. The energy level in every cell in your body gets increased through the use of the scalar field. The ideal is stated here is 70 to 90. In truth, it's negative 70 to negative 90 millivolt range. The cell wall permeability is increased or improved, so cells can intake nutrients and get rid of all the waste products. The blood is cleansed, the immune function is improved, your mental focus and the balance between your brain hemispheres are improved. I'll move my photo, my video so I can read the last line. Scalar fields also function as an antidepressant since it inhibits the uptake of neuroadrenaline by the PC12 nerve cells. I must have it running now. Okay. And there's another important thing too, which I'll be coming to very shortly. Just comparing scalar field to electromagnetic waves. Well, scalar waves, when I talk about waves and fields, I quite often interchange the two terms, so they are quite different. A field is really something which is static. 
not changing. When the scalar field is created, it's like a giant bubble between the receiver and transmitter. But within this field is information in waves which are longitudinal. So scalar waves in the electromagnetic waves differ in several important waves. Okay, the scalar waves are longitudinal and encompass the field, which is like a giant zeppelin or football. Uh, that's an American football or rugby ball if you're in New Zealand or Australia. Whereas electromagnetic waves are transverse and travel like waves on the ocean. I keep on saying in this presentation, scalar waves are instantaneous, but they're truly not. But they're just very fast. So we'll substitute instantaneous for fast. And they have no loss of power over vast distances. Whereas electromagnetic waves lose power over distance. Scalar waves can pass through solid metal objects with no loss of power. And electromagnetic waves cannot. And it really does sound like magic. It sounds like science fiction. But when you try out spooky scalar, well, it kind of shows how things are true. Okay. This is more true. Scalar waves from spooky scalar are approximately one and a half times faster than the speed of light. So you can see it's not instantaneous at all. So the PowerPoint was lying up to now. Because the local space-time is folded, the information path length is reduced. You can see here the graphic where the light takes the long curve, whereas the scalar takes the short curve. When a very strong force, such as electromagnetic force, is used for the agent of curvature, the local space-time may be curved, even though the local region of interest is not near a large collection of mass. Because you must know already how we've been taught you need to have a large mass like a planet, a sun, a galaxy, some huge mass to curve space-time and create gravity. But you can also do this through electromagnetic force. And this is how the scalar field, in our case, is created. I'll to move my picture again. Scalar fields can be thought of as similar to a rope tied at one end. If you shake the rope up and down, slowly you get the top graphic. If you shake it faster, you get the double wave here and in the center there is what's marked as n which is a node that is a point which is not changing and if you shake the rope very fast you get three or even more and each point where the rope does not appear to be moving there's a node now even though the node is not moving the information of the rope from the previous loop is being transferred to both the second and the third. And so you don't need movement to have the transfer of information. Now, some of you may be thinking, gosh, I don't need spooky scalar. I just need to have a length of rope. <laughs> yeah, maybe you do. The two particles, which in this case is the hand and the wall, become connected, represented by the hand and your hook. 
if you stop shaking your hand up and down, the hook will stop getting an up and down movement as well. Now, not movement, it's more a force up and down, but the information of energy from your hand is being transferred to the hook. And even though the rope may not be looking like it's moving, and like the seed can in the third picture down, the information is still being transferred between the hand and the hook. The scalar field goes in all directions, but a receiver will absorb this energy in a similar way to the ionized gas in a plasma ball. Here you can see the finger or the hand now absorbs the energy and the stream of electrons passes through the glass to the finger. And when this happens, the energy becomes more focused. So you can see it's going everywhere now. The finger is made into a stream, a plasma stream. The philosophy of understanding diseases. Throughout our bodies, we have a network of energy channels which circulate from the top of our head down to the bottom of our toes. This energy system is responsible for us feeling healthy and energized, not just on a physical level, but also on an emotional, mental and spiritual level. This energy is sometimes referred to as chi or prana and is the driving life force of our body down to the last cell and atom. If we don't have this life force, we can still have our body, but we wouldn't have our life. We believe that the root causes of diseases is a blockage in our energetic pathways or chakras. When there is a blockage, the local metabolism slows down and our body structure becomes less energetic. It is less capable of removing chemical waste, causing further buildup of toxins in the same area. This vicious cycle will repeat. Once the local energy level falls below a critical threshold, the onset of a chronic disease or illness is near. And if the situation is not corrected, this condition will worsen over time. The philosophy of understanding diseases. Imagine a river flowing freely. After a storm and a tree falls into the river, the water flow becomes obstructed. And over time, silt and leaves are collected by the fallen tree, further compounding the obstruction. If the tree is not removed, the flow will continue to reduce. Eventually, it will become completely blocked. Scalar fields help open and remove blockages. Despite interruption by blockages, our body retains the memory of healthy chi through cell communication. And as I mentioned before, cells use scalar fields to communicate. Blockages disrupt this natural communication. Scalar fields introduce energy which restores this communication, exposing the diseased cells to the body's defenses, so those killer T cells go in and do their job. Mitochondria are the power stations of cells. It's like the batteries. Scalar fields charge 
your mitochondria, giving your cells much needed energy to open and remove the blockages. Once the blockages are removed, our body will restore the flow of qi back to a healthy state. Just as removing the fallen tree from the river restored water flow, there's a saying in traditional medicine, where there is free flow, there's no pain or disease. There are two mechanisms of concern within the body in the treatment of disease and recovery from disease and damage to the body. The first is the well-known immune system, which seeks out, attacks and destroys invader cells such as cancer. The immune system is also comprised of scavenger cells, whose purpose is to remove the residue invader cells from the body. But once it's done its job, the function of the immune system is finished. You can just go back into its corner and sulk. It doesn't heal anything, not even its own damaged cells. And you can imagine after a battle against cancer or other serious diseases, a lot of these killer cells get damaged themselves. The actual healing system of the body is the seldom known cellular regenerative system which is a rare kind of electromagnetic system comprised of longitudinal scalar waves or energy. This was researched extensively by the late Dr. Robert Becker, a two-time Nobel Prize nominee. Now this is really interesting. At the Max Planck Institute in Germany, a scientist named Dr. Puherich conducted a study with E. coli. He exposed them to 8 hertz scalar fields. So he created a scalar field and modulated or turned it off and on very quickly, 8 times a second. It's very, very simple. And what they found is that the activity of the RAD6 gene increased. And what does this gene do? It codes the proteins involved in DNA repair. And so a rapidly switching scalar field repairs DNA. Wow, <laughs> that's pretty cool. And he also proved the effect of it as an antidepressant. But imagine a machine just turn on and it helps repair your DNA. That's kind of cool if you ask me. Now, lab tests have also indicated that the red and white blood cells tend to group together during illness or injury of poor health. And scalar energy unglues the cells. This ensures that the circulation is improved, both in the lymphatic and the cardiovascular systems. It also increases the surface area of the blood cells which makes your body more efficient. And so he, what, what Dr. Puhurich said was he postulated that exposure to scalar wave energy is the essential electromagnetic healing phenomena of all healing processes, procedures. And so it's quite an important statement, the last one. When he talks about essential, that means it's required. 
And he's talking about all healing procedures. That's pretty profound. In fact, he would have been quite brave to state this as well because the medical establishment don't like words like that. Okay, we're back into the mechanics. This is a graphic of our scalar. And I'll move my video up to the top corner again. We're talking about how to use our spooky scalar, which has suddenly come into the picture. There's only four steps you do to, to run spooky scalar. You can place the transmitter and receiver either side of a bed or chair. I actually prefer to have the units further apart. And so if you can use longer link cable, do so. You can have the transmitter in one room and then two rooms along have the receiver. And the room between the two will be enveloped with scalar field. And you won't get any electromagnetic field energy from the coils because the units are far away. But we digress. Number one, you place them where you want them, the transmitter and receiver. The second thing is you plug in the power adapter, you plug in the link cable into the transmitter and receiver, and finally you turn on and tune the transmitter. The spooky scale is very simple to tune. There are actually three different ways of doing it. You can choose which one is easier for you. And the first two methods are the most accurate. The first one is to place the tune PCB, that's the coil tester here, on the tuning PCB position. You then tune the scale using the knob I'm pointing to now, and I'm now tuning the frequency down, and I continue tuning it down until the LED just comes on. Then I turn the adjustment knob about two clicks clockwise again. And that's the perfect spot for tuning scalar. It's convenient to use the tuning PCB because it's right on the transmitting unit. If you have the receiver on a location very far away, whether it's in a different room, other side of the house even, you won't see the tuner if you're using the receiver unit. And so from the transmitter you can do the tuning. The second way does use the receiver for tuning because the receiver has a light and this light is a tuning light. You can push the light, there's a knob in the center, you just push that knob and then tune the transmitter until the light is on maximum brightness. Then you turn the switch off again. After you do tuning, you've got to remove the tuning PCB and turn off any tuning light 
that may be on because it robs some of the scalar field energy. The third method of tuning is to place the same coil tester used in method number one on the center of the transmitter coil and you tune for the maximum brightness. And then you remove the PCB after tuning. Okay, I'm just going back to a previous one. So, just clarifying the first one, you tune it until the light just comes on. And then you turn it two clicks clockwise until the light is off. So step number one, you tune it until the light just comes on, and then you turn it off a little bit. <laughs> step number two, you do it to maximum brightness using the link cable, um, sorry, using the receiver unit, and also maximum brightness for step number, for the third way, which is putting the coil tester in the center of the coil. The frequency that Spooky Scalar normally tunes to is between 5.5 and, and 7 megahertz. You can apply scalar energy in three different ways, either pure scalar, molecular scalar, or rife scalar. Here I'm showing that there is a field being produced by the transmitter. I'm holding on to the tube just over halfway along its length. So my body is acting like a ground and the energy is passing through the fluorescent tube to my body. Pure scalar is the first way that spooky scalar can apply scalar energy. And it's the easiest way because you don't do anything. You just tune the two units and then you just sit or lie between them. And the energy just flows through from one unit to the other. The energy flows between the lids. And so you place the lids to where you want the energy to flow through. Because the field spills out between the lids, if you have the units far apart, it will be a very wide area. And so if you have the units in adjacent rooms to a center room, the center room will be virtually fully enveloped with scalar field energy. Again, a reminder, we don't recommend these units to be too close to your body because the transmitter and to a lesser extent the receiver do transmit EMF. This is where it gets a little bit exciting, everybody. Molecular scalar. Now, spooky scalar can modulate or change the signal of a scalar field through molecular modulation. This means the molecules in a substance, when you place them on the receiver coil, the information from those molecules will become part of that scalar field. And so the information, the healing information, will flow back to your body in the scalar field. 
you will receive the curative effect of the chemical. The substance can be essential oils or drugs. You can place peppermint exam oil, for example, on the receiver coil, and you'll receive the benefits that peppermint oil provides. And peppermint oil is one of those magical oils which are great for cancer and other things. This one point to mention just while I'm showing this graphic. The transmitter is EMF. The single link wire going to the receiver unit is EMF. The receiver converts that EMF to a scalar field and is returned back to the transmitter through the lids. And so this is how the light and the energy can flow. People that know electrics, electronics, knows you need to have a, a circuit for a light to come on. Well, in spooky scalar, we have a light coming on the receiver unit, but there's only one wire to the receiver unit. The return path is pure scalar energy. So molecular scalar is using a the molecules within a substance to modulate the scalar field. And you can combine different substances if you wish. Here we've got four essential oils. And we've got researchers that have filled up the field completely. Bear in mind that the more you put onto the field, the more energy is taken from the scalar field. And so if you put anything large on the coils, it may make the scalar field collapse. But in this instance, with four oils, that's okay. The third way is another cool way as well. This is our Rife scalar. It's our third method of improving scalar waves. It combines the discoveries of Royal Rife with those of Nikola with a K, Tesla. Royal Rife found that pathogens respond to a particular frequency, and scalar, spooky to scalar, can apply this frequency using healing scalar waves. And only Spooky 2 Scalar can modulate the original frequencies of Royal Rife, which are quite high. And this turns Spooky 2 Scalar into the world's most advanced Rife machine. That's pretty cool too, right? So all the frequencies that Royal Rife found can be applied directly to Spooky Scalar. And so you think about it. We've got healing scalar energy applying healing frequencies. It's not like using a powerful, for example, pulsed EMF device, which is using a very strong pulse of electric waves and a small amount of, uh, sorry, a strong magnetic and a weak electric field producing the effect. Here we have pure scalar. And so there's only good to come from it. After Spooky Scalar is tuned, you connect a Spooky 2 generator to the generator port of the transmitter box. You sit between the transmitter and receiver while the programs are running. The Spooky Scalar accepts any frequency for the massive Spooky 2 database. 
you can see our generator X there connected to our transmitter. It's running at the moment in offline mode. Because our generator X, you can load programs in and run it without the use of a computer. But you can use any generator X or XM generator and run a program online as well. Again, those units are quite close. I'd have them further apart. Now this is called frequency imprinting. A small amount of water can be placed on the transmitter coil during molecular or rife scalar treatments. This process is called frequency imprinting. Now after you finish the scalar treatment, you drink this water during the day to enhance the treatment effects. Speaking of which, I'll just have a quick glass of the scalar treated water. To become more energized. Right, now I'd like to make an important comment here. You'll see that it's quite a large container of water on the coil. That amount of water will make the scalar field collapse. You do have to use a smaller container of water. You'll see the effect of the collapse if when you push the button on the receiver, the light does not come on. That means the scalar field has collapsed. And so use a smaller vial of water. You don't need to drink very much for its benefits. Some people mix brandy in with the water. I think it's so that they don't forget to take it. This makes them even more happy. Or maybe the alcohol does have a better effect. Maybe someone can pass comment on that in the chat com comment section. There have been proper scientific research studies with regards to scalar plasma technology and imprinting of water. And this can be researched on the internet. Antoine Puri in the 1960s and 70s had extraordinary results using electromagnetic healing devices. So of course he had to be stopped. <laughs> and hopefully scalar energy now will become more acceptable for therapeutical use because it's not producing anything that's harmful. The modulation methods can be combined. You can place a substance on the receiver coil and you can run a rife or other healing frequency. The 8 hertz frequency that was discovered to heal, regenerate, restore DNA via the generator. It's just something so simple. You can set up the generator X so it just produces 8 hertz, load it in so you can just run it standalone, place some lovely essential oil like lavender, peppermint, frankincense, myrrh on the receiver coil, and then sit between the two units.
and get your treatment. You'll see that I've still got the tuning coil on the transmitter. That's this unit there. Now normally you would not have that on there. You only have it on the transmitter during tuning. After it's tuned, you take it away. And so you're attacking problems from several areas. You've got molecular modulation from the substance. You've got the frequency treatments from the generator. And you've got the natural healing of the scalar field. And so it's a triple whammy. Before you do any treatment, you've got to tune it. What I like to do is turn the unit on, let it hum to itself for about half an hour, and then I tune it. Because the unit, the unit will be warmed up and everything will be settled down, the scalar field will be created, and then you just tune it. You face the lids towards each other, as you've seen in all the graphics we've had up until now. And you try and keep the link cable between the transmitter and the receiver away from any metals. The reason is this link cable is still EMF and metal robs or absorbs the EMF. And so the EMF being received by the receiver will be reduced. This isn't a major concern. We found that the tolerance is quite high. It's really when you go to great distances that the care needs to be taken. When we're just on the subject of distances, we've taken it to 40 meters so far. And we didn't stop for any reason apart from the fact that we ran out of wire. <laughs> A wire was just over 40 meters long. But the strength of the receiving signal is still just as strong at that point. The unit that we have at home, which is the one I've got in the presentation now, because the SAM is from our apartment, that's 24 feet long, the cable. And so we have the units far apart, and we receive the beautiful healing scalar field while the unit's running. We give this warning for everybody with all our accessories. People who are pregnant or have a pacemaker should not use spooky scalar. We do this through caution. We just want to be safe. The unborn child is very sensitive to any type of field. And the pacemaker's got lots of electronics that are also sensitive. We just don't want to risk it. Overnight treatments are perfectly safe. You don't get frequency fatigue from our exposure to scalar fields. Your body takes what it needs and disregards the rest. The scalar field just passes through your body. Anything that's attuned to any information that's been carried by the scalar field will absorb it. Anything that isn't, won't. Q&A. Why did you want to develop Spooky2 Scalar? Well, 
Treatment machines until now used either electric or magnetic fields to produce some form of biological response. The electric and magnetic fields are not necessarily healthy. The scalar field, in contrast, has a natural ability to heal. Plasma is currently recognized as the best method of frequency treatments. And the plasma tube emits near-field signals, which are devastating to pathogens. And this is actually a form of scalar energy. However, beyond a certain distance, it turns to long, far-field. And this is no longer a form of scalar energy. Whereas with our scalar units, everywhere between our two units is a scalar field. <clears throat> I need some more scalar water. <clears throat> And I'll move my picture away to the right up a bit. So we decided to design a machine which combined the work of the two geniuses, Royal Raymond Rife and Nikola Tesla. Look at that, we got his name right this time. We wanted to design a machine which can output healing frequencies using a healing field. And we wanted it to be a standalone device because it's a drag having a computer always having to be needed to run treatments. You just really want to turn the machine on and run it. And so after over a year of research and development, Spooky2 Scalar was finally born. We use the term born, or I use the word term born, because we don't think of our accessories as accessories. Through the course of development, we become quite attached to what we develop. And you might feel this through the excitement as I present things from time to time, like our Generator X, which is still the best generator on the planet, but this isn't the focus of today. But with these things, I, we do put our heart into it. And so Spooky Scalar was not created, it was born. What diseases can Spooky 2 Scalar treat? Now, scalar energy allows their body to heal itself. It can treat pretty much anything a spooky rife machine can treat, but better because there's no unwanted signals. And these unwanted signals are EMF, the electromagnetic fields, electric magnetic fields. And so in the scalar field, there's no harmful field at all, which is really nice. Now, the Spooky2 scalar can also treat conditions which a rife machine has difficulty with, which such as infertility and immune disorders. The reason being the scalar field helps the body to help itself. Recharges the batteries. I'll just mention one little thing here before we go to the next question. When we first created Spooky Scalar, and we had the first unit running, and we're doing the tests, long tests on it. We were running it overnight. The first night that we ran it, I dreamt in colour. For the first time in my life, I had a colour, a technicolour dream. And it was more real than real. It was absolutely amazing. And I was waking up with more energy than what I normally had, which is normally quite a bit anyway. But it was quite an experience. 
does Spooky 2 Scalar help with EMF? Now what this question is talking about is the EMF that surrounds us, the electrical pollution that we just can't get away from unless you're lucky enough to live in the country, you don't have Wi-Fi, you don't have a cell phone. We call that paradise. So this question is, does Scalar help with EMF? Well, there's quite a few devices being sold currently which purport to reducing or eliminating EMF. And some products even claim to make the EMF less harmful. And this was a question that you were asking, Rancy, at the beginning. Now, we don't make these claims. An example of one, one manufacturer, or lots of manufacturers, they make stickers, which you stick onto a cell phone, and it blocks EMF. Well, if it blocks EMF, you're actually blocking the communication path the phone has with the phone tower, and the phone would actually stop working. The phone actually needs the signals to function. And other stickers or devices say they make the signal more coherent. That may be true. Up until a few months ago, I would have said that's baloney, that's not true. But through our meetings with experts, uh, during our American tour, people like Masaki, Jeff Kegsaw, and others, they've swayed my point of view where perhaps there is some form of function there. The tensile ring, for example, which I wear as a pendant, that seems to have an effect. And I'm an engineer, and I need proof, I need scientific proof, but it seems to have an effect, and it's certainly passed muscle testing, which is a feedback of just detecting very subtle changes in your body. So there's nothing woo-woo science about that. And so maybe it does, but a sticker, I don't believe, would make a will block the EMF of a signal. EMF radiates in all directions from many sources, and a plug-in device can't absorb these airborne signals effectively. And at best, it can become itself a receiver. It can't block signals. When you think of it, a house has got a smorgasbord of Wi-Fi and cell phone, everything that's washing through it. If you plug something into a wall, that's probably got as, it might have a bit more of an effect than just crossing your fingers, but I can't see it having much more of an effect. I've seen videos on YouTube on a microwave, this person having a gamma detector stuck onto the wall of a microwave and then they're putting some shungite near the detector and the signal becomes reduced. What this person didn't do was repeat the exercise without holding the shungite because your body absorbs the radiation <laughs> and reduces the signal that's being received by the detector. And so there's a lot of fake science. Having said all of this, I'm not a know-all, and so I may be wrong. This is my personal opinion. What scalar two, what spooky two scalar will do is improve the overall health of your body so it can better handle the effects of this undesirable EMF. How long does it take to see results from Spooky 2 scalar treatments? 
faster than the speed of light, faster than a speeding bullet. Not quite, but you should see positive results pretty soon. Chronic conditions, conditions that you've tolerated for years, they will take longer because they took a long time to develop. They'll take a long time to resolve. How many people can be treated at the same time? Several people can be treated simultaneously. In fact, you can actually treat whole communities. But our recommendation for Spooky Scalar is to have one person between the transmitter and receiver at any time. The scalar field is an information field and we don't want the migration of a disease from one person to another. Another reason is if, one if more than one person is in the field, they share the energy. So the strength becomes divided. Two people, basically half the energy is going to each one. Are there any side effects when treating by Spooky 2 Scalar? Apart from technicolor dreams, waking up with more energy, just feeling greater overall and on top of the world. Isn't it, wouldn't it be good if drugs had side effects that were beneficial rather than ugly? I'm trying to move my video again. There we go. Because the energy is pure scalar, there are no side effects from the field or no bad side effects. But of course, there may be a die-off of bacteria or other pathogens in your body. And so if you do have what's known as a Herxheimer or Herx reaction, you may wish to treat every second or even third day to allow your body to recover. If you do get a reaction, it means that your body has got a burden and it's going to take a while for Spooky Staler to resolve this. Now, there's a coil on the sender unit and if you place a small vial of water or water mixed with brandy, so you don't forget to take it, on this coil, it provides a means of treating even during the day off. And this is frequency imprinting. The water contains the information of the scalar field. It contains any frequencies that are modulated using Rife modulation, any molecular modulation, as well as the information from your body because you are between the two units during the treatment. And so if you sip the solution during your days off, that would supplement the treatment. The duration of treatments can be as short as 10 minutes. And there haven't been any reports of overdosing on scalar energy. And that may be due to the purity of the signal being emitted. One of the things we wanted with Spooky Scalar is pure analog signals, which means you get a flow like this rather than digital square waves, which are actually more efficient. The equipment doesn't get so hot, but the signal itself is not so pure. How do I know if Spooky 2 Scalar is running? Because the Scalar's got no sound, there's no fans, there's no indication really, so, hmm, good question. However, Spooky 2 Scalar has visual indicators. The frequency generator that's built into Spooky Scalar 
has got numbers and a backlight, so you know you've got power. But more importantly, the transmitter has a tuning tool which lights when you tune it, and the receiver has got an indication LED. So you can see that the energy is being converted to the scalar field, because of course you can get EMF and no scalar if the units are not tuned. And so if you push the button on the receiver and you see a light glow, that light can only glow through the return path, which is scalar. What is the width and height of the scalar field between the transmitter and receiver? The scalar field balloons out between the two units, and if you have the two units far apart, the field becomes wider. Another question, do we need to change settings for different diseases? Well, once the transmitter and receiver are tuned, you don't need to make any settings per se. You may decide to put substances on the receiver coil to help you in your recovery, such as frankincense. And experimenters in Germany have placed a chemotherapy drug mixed in with a sample of their cancer cells on the receiver coil. The chemotherapy drug killed the cancer cells. The information from those cancer cells dying was then transferred to your body's cancer cells. And they had fantastic results with this. But this is beyond the capability of most people. You need to have the biopsy sample. These researchers in Germany, they centrifuged the sample to concentrate it. And the cancer toxin they used was very, very strong. They, it was so strong that even if you add it to water, it explodes or ignites. But you can use a bleach to also cure the cancer cells. The important thing was the death of these cells. The cancer cells in the body of the cancer patients died in sympathy with the cancer cells on the coil. What should I do to improve treatment effects when using Spooky2 Scalar? Well, you make sure you tune Spooky2 Scalar correctly in this frequency may change from day to day. In particular, if the day turns from hot to cold or vice versa, the humidity, it all bears relevance to the frequency of the tuning point. And you take your time deciding whether to place anything on the receiver coil. And here I talk again about mixing a biological sample with a compound which kills it. For people that like to do the internet research, perhaps you may want to look for Professor Mayo's research. He created some plasma machines, which was then distributed amongst allopathic and natural doctors. And they reported their findings and their best results were when they used the sample. But funnily enough, one of the doctors didn't read the instructions manual carefully enough. <laughs> and when it was her time to report her findings, she was getting terrific results. And of course, everyone was wanting to know what her 
protocol was, how does she set up and run the scalar devices. This was not Spooky 2 scalar, by the way. And what did she say? Well, she just turned the scalar on and set the person between the scalar units in the scalar field. <laughs> so even just the scalar field, which anyone can do, will heal. Who should not use Spooky 2 scalar? Again, that warning, people who are pregnant or have a pacemaker, or both, should not use Spooky 2 scalar. Okay. This question is, what is the difference between Spooky 2 Remote and Spooky 2 Scalar? Well, it's a good question because Spooky 2 Remote also creates scalar fields. However, Spooky 2 Remote is extremely low power. The scalar field is around three millimeters across. It's more than the information that's being transferred through the quantum entanglement of the DNA sample in the remote. Whereas Spooky2 Scalar works directly with the target using much higher power levels. The question was, can Scalar be used on animals? This was a question from Dave Ramold. Yes, it can be. And it's actually fantastic because it's really hard to get an animal to hold on to two handheld cylinders or tens pads. It's awkward. So really up to now, we've only had pulse DMF or plasma as effective means of treating animals. But now there's a better way of directly applying the frequencies because you can do a whole barn of animals if you want have one let's say you've got a stable i've got to use the right word term of horses you have the transmitter on one side the receiver on the other side of the stable and all the horses will be treated simultaneously and it's safe because we are animals after all and so we know better or worse than other animals what works for us works for animals in fact it's interesting you know a lot of medicines are expensive the exact same medicine when used for veterinary use is something like one-tenth the price or cheaper which speaks volumes about profit margins and things it's, it's the exact same product, but it's, it's for animals. Maybe the dose is greater because it's for a horse, but it's crazy. It should be the same price, but that's business, I guess. Luke Bourne, you ask, is there anything to be careful of using Central in the same house? Oh, that's not a spooky scalar question. It's a spooky Central should these be used in alternate terms? Oh, are you, you must be asking if you're running Spooky Central and Plasma, sorry, Spooky Central or Spooky Plasma and Spooky Scalar at the same time. Should you use them at different times? Not sure, Luke. It won't be dangerous. If it was me, I'd just leave Scalar running all the time and rooms across the house it doesn't matter about walls because 
scalar passes through walls. It doesn't matter if it's concrete. And so I just leave it running all the time. Because just think about it, while you're using a plasma device, yet the cells within your body are still communicating with each other. And so they don't seem to interfere with each other. And so I just leave the scalar running all the time and just treat yourself with plasma as you see fit. And another question from Dave Ramold, do the same frequencies that work on us work on animals? Quite often not, if you're using rife-type frequencies, because the pathogens are different pathogens. The cell sizes are different, the resonant points are different. But having said that, there are common frequencies, a lot of common frequencies. And people, as a last resort, have used human programs for their animal family members and quite often that works sometimes they won't work there are frequency sets within spooky they're called non-human so if you've got the base pair non-human database loaded you can get the dna frequencies of pathogens for animals as well as plants okay going on to the more older questions let's have a look and I'll come back to the other questions first. Let's see. And Bev from Kiwiland, do the remotes work off scale the same as this device? Yes, they do. And if so, could this be used as a remote for large objects? I guess it could. I guess it could. Well, Bev, it's up to you to do the test and come back to me. There's no reason why not because it is a scalar field, but even electric fields and magnetic fields can be used in a remote, because DNA entanglement is the information, the transfer of information of molecules of a common source. However, the efficiency and effectiveness of those two other fields, we have found not to be as good as scalar. Okay, going through the questions again. Well, you can see my tripod here. I'll leave this tripod here. <laughs> I didn't realize it was in the picture because I'm going to show you a tuning of the unit later on. Can this be used on a car battery so it can be used outside? Another question from Bev. Yes, it can be used on a car battery. If the units, this is from Adam Corbett. If the transmitter and receiver were, say, 50 metres apart, that's 150 feet roughly, what dimensions would the scalar field be? Well, the scalar field would be ballooning out to something like 20 metres, maybe 30 metres in the centre. It may even be further because it's not like a, a sudden stop of the field. It, it's, it becomes slightly reduced as it goes out, but the field itself, the, the strong part of the field, is the shape here and so maybe even as far as 50 meters out it's quite a quite a fat field a question from I wonder if I can stretch that out so I can read the name properly from Darren Beckett does spooky to scalar work similar to radionics input and output and do copper tensile rings enhance the input and output. 
you know, I guess it does work similar to radionics, but it's like a radionics on steroids, I suppose. Hmm. I guess it does. I don't know enough about radionics to give you a straight answer, but it's kind of similar because you do have an input coil, you do have an output coil, you do, you do have one wire between the two. So I, I guess it does. And the question of copper tensile rings enhancing the input and output, no, I don't think it will enhance it because the tensile ring, if anything, would dampen the field strength, would absorb the field. And so if you've got a tensile ring on your body, the scalar field will become attracted to the ring and then collapse. Would the scalar unit be considered superior to the XM, GX or central units for healing? That's a question from Mario Santagio. Mario, you've been with us in the past. You've asked some good questions too. <laughs> I don't think it's superior to the XMGX or central units or spooky plasma for healing. It's different. It's using a natural body healing function to heal the body. The XM and GX, I guess you're talking in contact mode. Well, everything's got its function. And in that case, you're talking about localized condition. Also, it's convenience, I suppose, because there's two scalar units you've got to set them up and tune them, whereas with contact mode, you just stick on the pad and you run a program. Central units with, with plasma, it's the same thing again. The central units use a different kind of field for, for treating. Maybe it can be considered more brute force, but maybe brute force is required for some conditions. So it's really a different kind of thing. This, if there's one type of car, for example, that satisfied all functions, whether it's for currying products, transporting people. Um, there'd be only one type of car produced, but there's many different types, and each one has got its own particular function. Okay, and Ranseed, you're still waiting for me to answer the question I submitted yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you became, that's how you're the first person to ask the question. Yes, I am about to answer it now. We wouldn't answer it before the summer because you want everyone to benefit from the answer. We can measure the scalar field, but not directly because scalar passes through things. It passes through things that would normally be, that would normally block a signal, the blocking being necessary to measure the signal, or at least attenuate the level of the signal. But you can measure the scalar field by measuring the current passing through the link cable. So you're measuring the EMF component before it gets converted to the scalar field, which is transported back to the transmitter. And so you can measure the scalar field directly by monitoring the current in that link cable. And Kamala and Frank, will you be collecting GST for the Australian government? I don't know. <laughs> will I, will I, or I don't know. I know that there's problems with 
the tariffs that the lovely American government is imposing on some countries, including China, which is where I am now. But um, not sure. Collecting GST? I'm not a GST person. I don't. I'm not a tax agent, so I won't be collecting GST. I think I don't know. <laughs> Way out of my field. This is a real curveball. I don't know. Will I be collecting GST? The government governments take what they like, and so they put tariffs on and other things and fees for this and fees for that. They tax tax even. How's that? They put tax on tax, and so they, I'm, I'm pretty sure they will. Maybe Kamala, they're monitoring this now. The Australian government, and they've all started collecting GST. Maybe those sort of questions we shouldn't ask live. <laughs> live. Okay, now there's a few Q and A coming on, and let's have a look. Uh, how long is the cable between the two machines? What is the maximum area that can be treated in between the transmitter and receiver? The length of cable. Actually, I should. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure. I'll, I'll just ask, uh, or Sam, if you can tell me on QQ what the length is of the cable of the two units that we are going to sell, because we've been experimenting with many different lengths of cable. Sorry for rubbing my nose. I always get an itchy nose during summer for some reason. So Sam, if you can just quickly ask and tell me what the length is of the link cable at our Apartment here now, we've got eight meter cable. Is it possible to get oxygen into cells using Spooky 2 Scalar? Yeah, I think so. Yep, yep, because it's just in the information of the oxygen and it's, it's opening up the cellular membranes, as I mentioned in the presentation. Once it's open, the get the wastage going out and the oxygen going in, the permeability of the cell walls are improved in that study. Would you put the damaged part of the body in between the two units? Or are there body parts such as the head and heart that you should avoid? This is a question from Bev. No, Bev. It's funny. When you put your hand in the field, just your hand, for example, your whole body becomes a receiver of the scalar field. Your, your body then absorbs it like a sponge. So any part of your body that's in the scalar field uh, gets receiving of this scalar energy and it's not bad to have your whole body in the scalar field it's not like EMF scalar energy is more of a natural energy okay Charlotte Garland uh, you are asking how much does it cost and when is it available the two big questions I was wondering when someone's going to ask this. The cost is $1,600, that's $1,600, and it's available on the 2nd of August. That's the big day when it will be available. What is the painting on the wall behind me? This one. It's like an ink drawing. It's a Chinese ink drawing. It used to be Tuang Sai, uh, over here, but I moved it here because it was not so much in the picture. But it's nice, isn't it? It's like a natural swirl, but it's not a photo of something scalar, though I like to think it is. No, we bought it before scalar was completed and 
No, maybe it was. Maybe it was just inside our minds and we really saw the picture. It had a natural attraction to us. Hmm, very interesting. But it's not anything in particular. Though we do have other photos of our development work and interesting things. Can you connect Spooky2 Radionics to Spooky2 Scalar? And that was a repeated question. So Bernhard, that must have been one of the other questions that went, was lost in the ether. No, I don't think you can. Well, certainly not at this stage. Spooky Scalar's got quite real energy power levels. And so I don't know whether the Spooky Radionics can handle that. I don't even know whether... I don't know why you'd want to either, really, because if you've still got the output and the input coils of the scalar. But I don't know. That's the answer. What other projects are being released or in the works? Mario, Mario, you do this on occasion, don't you? No, 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 I can't. I can't tell you. But, hey, you know us. You're always pushing the boundaries. And we do have something coming up, I'm hoping, within a month. And that is going to extend something that we already have. Something small, but it's very, very useful. But I can't tell you, sorry. I can't even whisper it because I've got my work colleagues listening and they, they'll hammer me if I... <laughs> because what always happens, I give a little hint and then they get questions, people emailing them. They want more information, more information. And we're just not ready for that. We, we're just not ready for it. So we will, in due course, let you know. And, okay, Charlotte Garland, you're asking, is it the same size as the prototype that we had in the conference? Well, the conference units were actually final units. They weren't the prototype. And yes, it is the same one, same unit. Because we showcased Spooky Scalar during our American tour. And so people, some lucky punter bought one, bought the demonstration unit and didn't let us bring it home. But that was a proper unit. That wasn't a prototype. Richard Stevens, you're asking, is the longer cables available to purchase or can we use twisted wire or solid copper wire to build our own? Unfortunately, Sam hasn't replied to me about the length of the link cable. Sam, if you can, please let me know because the question still hasn't been answered. You can use any wire as a single strand, well, as a single core cable. So, Richard, you can use any cable. It's not a twisted pair or twisted or, or, or pair anything. It's just one single wire going from one unit to the other. <clears throat> we don't recommend using solid copper because it's not flexible. It's better to use a flexible cable. For anyone that wants to know more information on Spooky Scalar, they can go to spooky2scalar.com. That's spooky2scalar.com. Eric G. You're asking a question about sample digitizer, which is a device 
that we're using with our generator X. And the question you ask is, can we apply killing frequencies from the digitizer running the hunt and kill presets? Yes, you can run killing frequencies. You go on to ask, would this be effective or should the approach focus be more on healing using Spooky2 Scalar? Well, Spooky2 Scalar can also kill. The only difference between killing and healing is the frequency that's being used. If the target frequency is the natural resonant frequency of a pathogen, then that frequency is a killing frequency. But the same frequency can have a healing effect. There has been a lot of discussion as to what frequencies are healing, which ones are killing. Well, there's no such thing really as a killing frequency and a healing frequency. Frequencies are only a rate of change in the signal. But the effect may be killing and the effect may be healing. And so you can run killing frequencies on spooky scalar. Okay, now Richard Stevens has helpfully commented that he measured 10 feet in length in the cable that came with his unit. And so that's about three meters. That's about right. So 10 feet was the length of the cable that went with his unit. Now I'm not sure whether we're still actually... Um, Claude Godfrey, you ask if cells are gone from, have gone from aerobic to anaerobic, can Spooky2 Scalar be able to assist in reverting back to aerobic? My belief is it will be able to revert back to aerobic. Of course, cancer cells don't like that. But they, we don't care about what cancer cells we want. We want to look after what our cells need. The Spooky Scalar comes with the same length as cables Richard Stevens unit, that's 10 feet or 3 meters in length. Very shortly it will be available in 6 meters length. Maybe it's 6 meter cable that we have in our apartment here. Maybe I'm wrong. But any cable you can use from anywhere. It uses a standard banana plug on either side of the cable. So you can even make your own if you're a handyman. Okay, with a screwdriver, you can have it so you can bathe your whole house with the scalar field and then just forget about it, just bathe yourself 24 7. Okay, can you use longer link cable if you use shielded cable? That's a question from Kamala. No, don't use shielded cable. The shielding will actually absorb the EMF before it gets converted to a scalar field. And so you want to keep the link cable away from metal. The shielding in wiring is metal, and so it absorbs the signal. Also, the wire is a single wire, and so the shield would not really have much of a function. It certainly wouldn't shield the signal. And so, no, don't use shielded cable. Just use regular appliance wire. 
we use something like one millimeter or you can use 1.5 millimeter appliance wire which is a flexible cable nothing fancy you don't want to be spending too much money for something you don't get any real benefit from just the type of wire you'd use in a car just get a whole length of it double it <laughs> add a bit more then you cut it put the banana plugs at the end and you use that the wire the 10 feet length cable that comes with the unit will allow the units to be either side of a large double bed but of course longer is always better isn't it I'm going to show you the setup I have here this is the device I have next to me you'll see there is what looks like a oscilloscope probe whereas in effect it is an oscilloscope probe that's a mm, it's a clip that you plug into an oscilloscope an oscilloscope is a device which which measures the voltage and shows the waveform of a signal i've got a similar probe on the receiver unit of this spooky scalar that I've got running now. Unfortunately, the camera has washed out the display here and you can't see this light indication when you put it onto the coil. So I just put it to one side, it's not doing any function. But this is my setup. I've got a link cable going down off my desk to the receiver unit. And I've got the power lead here. There's the tune knob and the on off switch. This single loop here is going to monitor the field that this coil is producing. I'm now going to show you the effects of tuning of the spooky scalar this is the waveform that's produced by the two coils of spooky scalar without going into too much technical jargon this is when the frequency is very low now i'm increasing the frequency slowly you can see that the blue waveform and the red waveform are increasing at the same time. The blue one is on the transmitter and the red one is the receiver coil. Now the receiver coil has this waveform even though it only has one single wire going to it. There's no wire going back so it's not a regular electrical circuit as people would know. Now I'll slowly increase the frequency you can see the resonant point comes up resonance is when things are running in perfect synchronization here the coil is running at the optimum frequency and so you can see that the waveform that's being received is very high you can also notice that both are 
rising and lowering at the same time. This is regular coil resonance. This is what we all get taught at school with currents and phase angles. Everything's just running according to textbook. But we're going to go beyond this. We're going to increase the frequency. You can see that the waveforms are now not quite in unison. I'll just do an adjustment here to make it more stable. So you can see that the waveforms are not quite in lockstep anymore. And you watch what happens with the blue. We're increasing the waveform, and the blue waveform morphs into a waveform which is 180 degrees out of phase. Now we're starting to go into scalar transmission from the receiver unit back to the transmitter. The frequency is now 4.4 megahertz. But we're going to increase it because this is just the start of the scalar field. As we increase further, you can see another resonance takes place. And that resonant point is right here. And the setup I have here, that's now 5.5 megahertz. And you can see that the signals are perfectly sinusoidal, perfectly out of phase. And they're very strong. I do know that spooky radionics doesn't have anywhere near this power level, but it doesn't need it perhaps just for the transfer of information. But here the distances are much greater between the two units. And so there's two resonant points. And so I'll wind it back down again. This is winding the frequency down. Have a look at the blue waveform. See how it clips and transfers and morphs into a waveform that's in phase. Which is regular EMF electromagnetic resonance. And so that shows graphically what happens when you tune spooky scalar. So there's going to be two points when the lights are bright. You go to the higher point, the higher frequency. This is why when you turn Spooky 2 scalar on, when you turn scalar on, it starts at the highest frequency, and then you tune down. So if I turn the unit off, turn it back on, starts at 8 megahertz, which of course is too fast for the unit to be resonating, and then you turn the speed down. And there we have it. That's the resonant point there, there, right there. With oscilloscopes, you have different measurements you can take. And so you can measure a frequency. And at the bottom, you'll see the frequency here. The average is about 5.55 megahertz. And so that's the correct tuning for this unit. The two fields are perfectly out of phase, just as they are in Spooky Remote. 
where the two cores are out of phase. But with spooky scalar, it's on a larger scale. So this was the pickup coil that was picking up the field. Brad Parker, you're asking what oscilloscope hardware are you using to measure? What I use is the PicoScope. Pico are a company that produce very high quality equipment. They're not the cheapest, they're far from the cheapest, but the capabilities are very high. The measurements are very accurate as well. Andre Bertrand, you're asking, can scalar waves coming from one device interfere with those coming from another? For instance, can spooky scalar waves interfere with the ones coming from spooky remote? It's a very good question. Spooky remote does not rely on scalar field transmission. It's DNA entanglement. And so the information from the speaker remote doesn't travel. The information is instantaneous from one to the other. And so you can put whatever you like in the middle. The information doesn't pass through that. Because these the two molecules are entangled on a quantum level, the information from one goes to the other. Maureen Abram, Abram, sorry, I live in a country with very unstable power. I would like to use a voltage regulator to protect my machines. What size and volts do I need to protect this device? This device is pretty robust, you'll be pleased to know, Maureen, so you can even run it on batteries. It's just 12 volts. I've just unplugged the power adapter here. This is the 12 volt adapter. It's the same one for generator X. So you've got a generator X, you've already got a power adapter for the spooky scalar, you just need the rest of it. <laughs> and so power adapters by them, they inherently have filtering mechanisms. They are a regulated supply. And so you, a regular adapter will provide some form of protection. If you want better protection, perhaps you'd want to get a large battery for powering the unit. The supply for Spooky Scalar is 2000 milliamps. The amount of current it actually takes is just above 600 milliamps, which is 0.6 of an amp. And so you have to keep this in mind when you choose a battery. The size of the battery has to be sufficient for it to power that much. But if you're concerned about other appliances, invest in an uninterruptible power supply, a UPS. But get a real one, one that is always online, not one that switches on when you lose power. One that's always online will not have any spikes when you lose power. If the UPS has to switch on when you lose power, then there's a usually a little glitch in the power supply, and that's the very thing you don't want in most appliances. Within Spooky Scalar is another power supply, which 
does some converting, but also does electrical isolation, which makes spooky scalar exceedingly safe and also relatively immune to any sorts of electrical noise. So it's like a double barrier, a double firewall against electrical noise. So I hope that answers your question. Brad Parker, does it use an antennae in the lid or in the base to transmit the scalar field? Brad, it's in the lid. That's where the secret is. So the lid contains the antennae and the field goes from the lids. So if you just imagine a giant balloon between the two units, that's pretty much what a scalar field is like. In fact, sometimes I think of it like a soap balloon. If you've seen people blow these massive soap balloons, these equally massive loops of something, they dip it in the soap and they blow these huge bubbles. That's what a scalar field is like, really. But of course, it's got this own type of membrane. Its information's flowing. It's got a lot of stuff in the inside that's happening. But the outside shape is kind of like a balloon with its movement like this. And it can be collapsed. And then if it gets collapsed, it then becomes reestablished again. That can happen rapidly, which is how modulation actually works. It is a very rapid collapsing and re-establishing of that field. So that's quite interesting. Are there any other questions? Because we're about to pull the plug on this summer. Any other questions that people would like to ask? This is the coil test that we use. It's the same one that we use on our Mini Magic, which is our Pulse DMF unit. This goes on to the coil because this just detects magnetic fields, changing magnetic fields. It suffices for tuning on these units. No other questions? Okay, well, that pretty much rolls it up in for today. The units, maybe I'll just go over a few other things which I've mentioned quickly. Any one or anything that goes between the units becomes in themselves a receiver. So they absorb energy. These units can be theoretically 100 miles apart or more. There's no reason why not. Apart from the fact that anything that's between them, every little squirrel, rabbit, cow, sheep, they're going to become in themselves a receiver. And so the signal strength will become reduced. And that, in that way, the field will become less and less until it becomes nothing. But if you had nothing to absorb the energy, then you can go as far as you like. Or you can, I guess, increase the power level of the scalar field, which is what Nikola Tesla was doing to get his extraordinary long distances. And he was going to light the globe, which, of course, didn't happen because you can't charge consumers if you don't know who they are. And that doesn't fit well with business models, does it? So that, what could have been something really amazing didn't quite happen back then. But at least we know about it and we can apply many of Nikola Tesla's findings in a device that we now have.
Okay, well, uh, Bernard Torner, you've asked me to repeat the cost of Spooky Scalar. It's $1,600. It's $1,600. It comes with one of these power adapter link cable. That's the 10-foot link cable. Yeah, everything you need to run. And if you have other spooky generators, you can connect one of those to the generator input of the scalar device and run the right frequencies that way. Or you can just run it by itself. It's not necessary to run those frequencies. Of all the things I've shown today, I think the most exciting was the realisation of the 8 hertz modulation of a scalar field with nothing else, nothing else fancy, not even molecular modulation. Just applying an 8 hertz modulation repairs DNA. So that could be the fountain of youth. <laughs> so if I start looking younger in subsequent SAMAs, you know why. <laughs> well, thank you so much for watching. Thank you, Facebook friends. Thank you, online viewers, people that watch this video after it's been published. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been wonderful. It's, I've been wanting to tell you guys for such a long time about this unit. It's something we're very, very proud of. If we ever make something which we're not proud of, we stop making it. We just don't do it. We are very proud of everything that we do. And our scalar is one beautiful, beautiful new addition to the Spooky family. Um, Brad, you're asking, what is mini magic? I haven't got one to show you. The salmon has nothing to do with mini magic, but things tend to take a bit of a twisted course. This is our mini magic, which is our Pulse TMF device. We've got a SAMR that's that covers this. It's basically a device you put a battery in. Put a battery in. Put a nine volt battery in the unit. It lasts about a day on nine volts. Choose a power level. I always go maximum because I am who I am. I tuck these into my pants, but it comes with a belt as well. These are the pulse coils. And then you just forget it. I always use it for my back, so I get a sore back on occasion. And it usually resolves that. In fact, it always resolves that in quite a short time. And it saved a holiday, which I, which I mentioned before on another summer. Basically, I, I did my back in quite badly. And oh, we weren't going to go on a holiday because my back was so sore. And at the, on the 11th hour, we, we rolled out this kitten. <laughs> and it, it, yeah, so it's paid its way already. Yeah, no, that's a good unit. It's a good unit. Okay, and uh, oh, can you show where to set that up using the generator Rex 8 hertz? A question from Eric J. In Spooky, in the presets, you just choose, okay, we'll start from the beginning. You go to Heal, there's a new item called Scalar, and just Spooky scalar healing, and this alternates between 8 hertz and 5.6 hertz. This is a beta release, and so you will not have this on your versions now, but 
on the around the first of August, we're hoping to have the final version of Spooky with the presets for Scalar released. In the interim, you can use the presets which are designed for Spooky Plasma and Spooky Central because the input parameters are the same. They both use 5 volts input and 100% offset. But we are making these presets special for Scalar. A difference between the Scalar and Plasma, of course, is Scalar can go on any frequency, whereas Plasma needs to be above 100 kilohertz, generally. So you don't need to have, in the settings tab, the frequency limits, the lower limit anyway. I've set a 2 megahertz limit on the higher frequency. This is a practical limit for the scalar preset. So that's all you do, you just choose the preset, which is the healing one. Once you choose the scalar preset, you then choose the generator which is connected to the scalar, which this is in test mode, so this is why there's so many boxes here. If I did have a generator connected, there'll only be a few there. So you load it in, then just press run. That's all you do. And so it starts off with a 5.9 hertz, which is the accelerating the scar tissue, and then you do the other one. Now, what's actually happened here is generator number five was set to slave of number three. So just ignore that. That's why number five started up. But that's what you do. So that's it in a nutshell. This is the last comment from Charlotte Garland. Charlotte's been with me for most of my summers. She's a fantastic supporter. Of course, summers at the very beginning, at least I was very nervous, and she was always there to help me. And Charlotte says, my husband has been using the mini magic you recommended at the Atlanta conference. He had a traumatic brain injury last year. I remember that too. It's very sad. Um, he uses it on his neck all night, and he has stopped the muscle twitching and yelling in his sleep. And it is consistent, so thank you. Well, <laughs> mini magic sort of, it's a little unit, but it punches above its waistline. You know, it's, it's really, really good. And it, it does everything, even migraines. It's good for migraines. Who'd have thought it, you know? Yeah, that's another product we're very, very proud of. So thanks, Charlotte, for that. It's, it's very good to hear. Yes. So that's today's SAMA Spooky Scalar. Now, I normally in Scalar, well, normally end Sammers with saying you've got to get it. <laughs> but I won't this time, it's up to you, up to you. It's just another way of applying frequencies using a natural, natural healing field. So it's another cool device, you don't need it, but it's really nice. It will be nice to have in your arsenal against your disease. So that's it, thank you so much for watching. Goodbye. Well, that's it for today everybody. It's been fantastic. It's good. You know, it's actually been a few months that I've been wanting to present Scalar in a SAMA. Just announce it. I don't like secrets. I like to tell people. I'd like to tell people what we're doing in development as well. <sighs> but every time without fail, we get a thousand emails. Tell me more about this, more about that. And, oh, gosh. Ugh. 
we'd want to, we really do, but it really sort of is quite <laughs> quite draining to try and solve these questions. But we always, you know, spooky, we're always doing things exciting and innovative. We're always wanting to create solutions for people. And you're always listening to ideas that other people have because we don't have all the ideas, you know. So we listen and sponge off other people and get ideas and make them into products and make them affordable and make it so people can use them. So that's that's what we do. But um, yeah, a spooky scale. It's honestly been about two or three months that we've been to a stage where I've had something which I wanted to really show you, but it's such. It takes such a long time to make each one. We didn't have stock levels, and you know, this, we put love. You know how much time it takes to put love into a product, <laughs> and each one is a spooky love put into it. So yeah, it takes a while. Isn't it? We're not a mach- we're not a machine. We're not a production factory line. <sighs> Even the people that make it, you know, make our products, they're not a factory. We support people that we, we, you know, we always support communities, and so we support people. We train them up and make sure the products do truly have love put into them. So yeah, we've now got enough product. April the second is the day, and if you look at Spooky Two, it's the number two. In fact, I'll, oh, I can't. Oh, I can share your screen. I can share screen. So if I, let's see if I can. Let's see. If I close, if I, I'll share my screen again and show you. In fact, I'll, I'll be learning while I'm showing you. That's the spooky2scaler.com. Now I'm new to this as well, so let's see. That's the contact information there. Learn more. Let's learn more and see what see what it does. Got the price, description. Well, this is a better photo. It shows the patient further from the units. This is more what you'd want to do. You'd want to have it further away. I should have used that photo, shouldn't I? In the PowerPoint, I, didn't, I haven't seen the site before. Gives the dimensions there. They're not small units, and they're certainly strong. They're tough, real tough. Gives the dimensions. The weight for both of them is 11 kilos. It's got this two amp power adapter, the same as Generator X. Even Generator X doesn't have a high powered demand nowhere near two amps but we like to oversize our power adapters it's got the frequency range here tuning frequency is normally around five and a half to six and a half megahertz and the scalar flow the true scalar flow is 30 milliamps that's during most situations, but it can go higher, of course, if you put th- more things in the middle here and have the units closer together, this, or further apart, I should say, it should be more, more current further apart. Yeah, so that's the website which is dedicated to Scalar, the first device in the world to produce rife frequencies. There are other Scalar devices out there.
you know they're not spooky devices because they're charging arm and a leg, but also they're not capable of transmitting the frequencies that our one can transmit. And that was quite tough. That was a bit of a hurdle for us. <laughs> How's that? You click on additional information, you get the weight in grams rather than kilograms. So there's not much. Mind you, this is a work in progress. This hasn't actually been announced this website, so I'm being a little bit naughty here. And it's showing it out of stock as well. That kind of isn't very good, is it? New to Scalar, gosh, all this information I didn't even know is here. And discovery of Scalar, philosophy, this looks a bit like my presentation. Or well, someone's been robbing information from the other then. That looks like my, my presentation in a nutshell. Any frequently asked questions? Oh, these are the questions I got asked in the... Oh, okay. Other questions as well. So if I click on there, how cool is that? Every question is pre-answered. I don't have to do anything. I like that. Products, resources, blog, contact us. This is fantastic. So you can actually ask questions here. Look, there's even a support screen frame here. So you can type in questions, I guess. I guess it's support more for if something you've purchased doesn't work. Otherwise, it would overburden our support lady, young Penny. Sometimes she gets buried with work. She doesn't like some of these salmons because I'm, I'll give a little suggestion of something that we're doing and then she gets these emails <laughs> or support chat questions asking more questions. So please keep this only for support. And yeah, I guess they're still loading this website with information. So that's it. Yes. The website for testimonials, the testimonials will come as, as the unit starts selling. If you want to do research on general scalar treatments, you can look at other places. You're free to see what's available and, and what sort of results they're having. But try and focus on the scientific places, the places which don't focus on sales, but focus on science, focus on the truth. And get the get the lowdown on what's really happening in the scientific circles because the scientists are basically rediscovering what was known well over a hundred years ago now, really. Rediscovering. Hashimoto's from Janet. You're asking about Hashimoto's. The Hashimoto's is a body autoimmune condition. Oh, I should have done a search for Hashimoto's in the... I've got several websites which focus on the scalar treatments because Hashimoto's is an autoimmune condition. It's when your own cells think that your part of your body is foreign. But what scalar does is improve the communication between your cells. And so Actually, yes, I recall that Scalar was used for allergies, not specifically for Hashimoto's, but through extension it may be, but through allergy treatment 
was used to desensitize, desensitize people of allergens. And there are research papers. I don't have these papers now at my, at my fingertips. But the results were there. It's graphed. It was double-blind study. It was done properly. Search on ResearchGate and other research communities, online communities, for the papers. It doesn't have to be spooky scalar. It can be any scalar. Scalar, scalar. Our scalar is the same color as other scalars. Maybe it's a little bit better. <laughs> but no, I'm not, I'm not selling you spooky scalar. But look at, look at scalar and look at the health benefits. Look beyond the people that are knocking it, which are the people that are more the government agencies and certainly the medical agencies. And look at the research papers that don't quite make it to mainstream. And you'll discover that there's a huge benefit from scalar fields. And Richard Stevens, you're asking about macular degeneration. Again, because it charges the mitochondria, it, for all degenerative conditions, scalar will be beneficial. particularly using 8 hertz, which is repaired DNA. <laughs> I, found I feel stupid saying that. It just sounds so simple. 8 hertz. You can switch a light bulb on and off at 8 hertz if, you, if you're fit. Just a rapid switching of a scalar field does that. It's actually what we discovered with the Mini Magic. The Mini Magic. It's a pulse DMF device. It is a low-power device but it's extremely fast pulsing and it pulses using patterns. And by producing these patterns, the pulse DMF passes the cellular membranes, gets into the cell effectively. And I guess the scalar fields, if they're producing it, if they're being modulated at 8 hertz, that may have a similar effect. So that's quite interesting. And so I would expect, Richard, that macular degeneration should be at least halted through the use of the scalar field and quite possibly be reversed. Okay, well, thanks, guys. All of you, please take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> and it was a good one. I, I had fun with you guys. Thanks a lot.